Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Esperon. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun character stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. And the best part of it all is that we have zero idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may, or eh, who we're kidding, you're probably familiar with it, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Now, we loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories, independent of the lore and often problematic content that comes with D&D right out of the box. In short, this just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our characters, until we can come up with a better system ourselves. Roll high. Maybe you convince a brand new dragon to help you defeat these adventurers. Roll low. Maybe it has you for dinner. Let's roll the dice and find out what happens next. Together. Tonight, our story continues in the winding underground home of the Cobalt Clan of the Whiteleaf Wood. The selfish and hateful adventurers have invaded the Warren home of this Cobalt family. Inside, the Cobalt's tunnel of fun lay dismantled. Bent spoons and twisted forks lie scattered across the ground. In the next room, the main coon chamber, a mournful silence overwhelms the space. The ashes of William, and Zuck lies scattered across the scorched earth from the previous battle. Battered, this cobalt family fled, luring the adventurers deeper and deeper into their chamber of horrors, and ultimately, the worst place of all for this cobalt family, the salad bar of desolation. This chamber remains open, save for a long table filled with wilting lettuce, wooden tongs, and tomatoes scattered across the floor. In the corner rests a single timeout chair. You see, this space is where this cobalt clan sends those who misbehave. This is a room of punishment and desolation. Hopefully, these adventurers find it a fitting place to meet their end for the wrongs they have wrought upon this cobalt family. You watch this golden light come off of Holdren as Itchy, you would recognize this spell, Cure Wounds. Of course. Um, as Holdren, you watch his run's posture gets a little bit better. They stop holding their ribs. And you can see that like the charred portions of their face that were blown away by that explosion have like kind of healed up and their breathing has gotten better. And they're like, all right, I I think we can keep moving. I'm, I'm feeling a bit better. I immediately throw a Sacred Flame. Okay. Oh God. Chaos. Roll me initiative. Oh, okay. <laughs> you'll get, you'll get, um, who are you targeting? Run. Run? Okay. Yeah. So run will roll me a dexterity. I'm trying throw. to get run to stay and sit in that chair. 
17 plus 2 is 19. Oh, it's not an attack. Um, well, I, I just... was my initiative. Oh, that was your initiative. initiative. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he definitely passes your save DC and kind of he sees this kind of bright light appearing from like a pinhole in the wall and like quickly rolls to the side as you watch this holy light just scorch the ground at his feet and he goes, oh, not again. I'm not getting burnt. I'm done. <laughs> um, and at that point, uh, anyone in this room, roll me some initiative. 14. So the main coon has the giant rat stat? Five. Um, yes, because the actual stats for a cat are sad. <laughs> Very 19. Sad. 19. Oh my god. <laughs> so, bad turn. We enter another round of combat. Susanna, what did you roll? For initiative? Yeah. Also a 19. 19, okay. Out of five. Okay, wow. Looks like all of you get to go first. <laughs> um, so, since you started off the turn order, Susanna, you're playing Itchy Ghibli, who, to set the scene for the listeners, we are inside this salad bar chamber. Beneath the table, there is a quietly crying paladin who is eating salad with a main coon kind of parked next to him, trying to comfort him. In the back room, there is a another kobold who's dressed up like a rogue with a hood, just starfished against the wall, pretending to be invisible somehow. <laughs> and inside a little inside a little kobold nook in the wall is Itchy Ghibli, the cleric. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay. To be clear, our chair is friendly to us. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, cool. Listeners, we are intentionally not saying what this chair is because it's going to be a fun surprise. I really <laughs> want it to be a, a fun surprise. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm going to try to... I'm going to throw a rock at... God, I'm going to pick on Run. I just... I just it's fun. I'm going to pick on Run, and I'm going to throw a rock at Run because it's hilarious. Um, let's see if I hit it all. Oh, wow. Dang. I got a natural 18 plus 3 is a 21. Wow, that hits. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, that's a six. Um, what are you throwing at, Run? I just like, there's like a rock or something that's like inside the little hole that I'm in. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to run out and hide behind the chair because I'm trying to draw them towards me. Okay. So next up is going to be the main coon being played by Nikki. Okay. What is the emotional state of Billy, Will, William, whatever, whatever his name is, the crying guy? Um, pretty, kind of forgot about the tears after he heard the, the explosion. Got it. Kind of like more concerned about getting out alive now. Does he look like he is poised to attack or like he's pretty happy under the solid bar? Um, he, he would attack, you know, if something was in front of him, he'd beat the shit out of it. Okay. <laughs> For my turn, as the main coon, I would like to just hop in your lap and, like, just protectively lay in your lap. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I hope this cat Mike, if die. you kill this main coon, I'm gonna I'm gonna come there and hurt you, by the way. <laughs> like, in real life. Oh god. What have I done? God, you put me in a predicament, Nikki. That's what you've done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, um, uh, Scruff, I'll let you kind of dictate how that affects you or not. Um, I kind of don't want to take agency in here. <laughs> in that little moment. Does it comfort him? Does he feel good now? Oh yeah, no, he, he's, he's relaxed. Awesome. He's chilling right now. Okay, is that what you're going to do for your turn? 
Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah. He's just gonna sit there and pet the cat. <laughs> I love this so much. High five. Just high five. <laughs> um, Nogs, you're up. So you just watched Itchy Ghibli sprint out of a hole in the wall and hide behind your ally, the chair, and try and light up, run the rogue with some firepower. What would you like to do? They don't seem to have noticed you. I am going to uh, attack with a dagger. Oh, wait, first, as a bonus action, I would like to poison the dagger. Okay, cool. Then. Poor run. Well, <laughs> uh, please kill run again. Kind of trying to go after run. Uh, but all the while, I will be screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Such an awful rogue. <laughs> I love it. So does we that really break the sneak attack, him. or do I get the bonus of the sneak attack? I'm gonna say you you'll get the sneak attack because the screaming might distract him from the the weapon coming his way. <laughs> You're throwing something at him, right? Honestly, I think I'm just gonna run at him. All right, no, no sneak attack then. Because you chose to scream. <laughs> can I Can I even throw a dagger though? If yeah, it's in, absolutely, yeah. Then I will be, I still be screaming, but I will throw the dagger. Okay, roll me an attack roll. He doesn't see you, so it's with advantage. Unless you want to take the advantage away because of the screaming. I will take the advantage, but I still will be screaming. <laughs> Is that allowed? Yeah, sure. It's fun. <laughs> okay. He hears the scream. I mean, you know what? Maybe the, the scream goes in your favor. It bounces off the walls and he's like looking around like he doesn't know what's about to happen. <laughs> but after the attack hits, he's absolutely going to see you. Eight. So plus, plus four. So that's a 12. Definitely misses. Yeah, so you poison this dagger and you throw it across the room and you watch run. Look around the room in a panic and then pinpoint your voice right as the dagger leaves your hands and you watch their head quickly turn to the side as the dagger sails across the room and you watch it stick into a head of iceberg lettuce. <laughs> okay. Next up in the order is Holdren. What is she gonna do? This game is actually a really fun way to just like dip your toes into playing a bunch of different mm -hmm. classes, which I really appreciate. So, Nogs, um, let's see. Can Either you or Susanna, roll me a d20. So Nogs are itchy. Yeah, Nogs can do it. You said d20? Yep. 12? All right. As that dagger sails across the room, you watch Holdren spin and look in your direction and just start running towards you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to bite her. I swear. <laughs> do it. Bite her. If you're lucky. If she doesn't immediately murder you. What's your armor class? 13. 13. Okay. Um, They both hit. Um, it was two attacks. Do you get two attacks if you move? Uh, yeah. Well, this particular oh. character, normally you get a movement, an action, a bonus action. Um, but this character, when she attacks, when she uses an attack action, she can attack again as a bonus action. Oh, that's cool. Oof. Um, Nogs. So she runs up and she swings this mace at you and it hits you right in the chest and pushes you against the wall as you take six bludgeoning damage and you feel some ribs crack and as you reel back she lifts up the mace and a second one swings down and she goes leave run alone and it hits you on the top of the head as you take um five more bludgeoning damage so it's 11 total oh i'm in danger um, <laughs> you think <laughs> hey yeah. you have a cleric uh, in the room just so you know i have four health oh no i would Wait, like so to heal name, someone today her name is holdren so if she 
holds run. Holdren is holding run. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's so one pun per uh, combat. You're gonna die. <laughs> and then, Nogs, I'm very sorry to tell you this. Oh no, no! You watch as the person who had their bow redraws it and spins around to where Holdren is and makes eye contact with you. And you see them, like, they move their lips like they're talking. And in that brief moment, you hear them go, how the hell did I miss that? <laughs> What does it look like as Nogs is run through by an arrow? You take 11 piercing damage. Nogs falls down on his back and he smiles to himself as blood dribbles down his mouth. He was a good rogue. And then he died. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nogs is done. Because he was a good rogue, okay? He finally was invisible. These, these idiots missed him. <laughs> yeah, he finally was. Oh, that's so sad. Um, hmm. Itchy, you're hiding behind the chair. The wizard raises their hand and goes, I see you back there! And fires a little tiny firebolt. Oh, you only take one fire damage. How does this barely hurt you? I just, I probably like, it lands on my shirt. And I'm just like, just patting it off saying, Ha 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 <laughs> it's your turn. What would you like to do? I really want him to come over here. <laughs> I keep screwing with run. Okay. Um. So what do you? Are you? Are you trying to? I don't think you're going to be able to persuade him to come over because that's suspicious as hell. Um. Do you want to try and like just goad him into running over to you? It honestly just looks like I'm hiding, like behind the chair. So I'm hoping one of the fighters is going to come over here. Okay. I'm not really. I don't really care about trying to goad them over. So I'm hoping one of the fighters is going to come try to kill me. Okay. And get within range. <laughs> All right, so you hide behind this chair. You don't throw out any attacks or anything? I kind of want a Sacred Flame run again. Okay. Just because I've seen that Holdren really hates it when people mess with run. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that I can persuade perhaps her to come over. Okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to hide behind this chair and wait. And uh, I'm going to hold an action. If one of them gets within like five feet of the chair, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Uh, Nikki, the main coon, what would you like to do? <laughs> How's Bill's mental state? Pretty good now. I think I think he's fully refreshed <laughs> and ready to, you know, do his job. He just needed a little, you know, mental break. Yeah. OK, cool beans. All right. So so the main coon is slowly going to like stand up and stretch and then <laughs> so they don't know we're under here yet right no <laughs> so it's gonna nope. look at you and like quirk its head to the side like it's wondering if you're gonna do anything <laughs> i give it a pat it... <laughs> nogs just died a terribly brutal death and y'all are having like a therapy session under the table <laughs> It's going to feel very encouraged, and then it's going to yawn very deliberately, and then sprint out from under the salad bar and tackle whoever's nearest. Okay, so run would probably be the closest. <laughs> oh, yeah, run's probably the size of this main coon. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, yes, please. So roll me an attack. Does she get advantage because it, they didn't know she was there? Um... Based on the stealth check earlier, let's say sure. It is a main coon. Ooh. Oh. Oh my god, Natty 20. Nice. Okay. 
You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so roll me um, some damage. Okay. Um, wow. Five. <laughs> five? Okay. Um, what does it look like as you dart out from underneath the salad bar? I want to go for his neck. Ooh, nice. <laughs> okay. With a, with a furious growl, you leap through the air as vegetables because you ran quick. You, like, pull some of the tablecloth with you and, like, vegetables go flying in the air and you hear Run go, <gasps> and then <sighs> you just land on him and chomp down on his neck. <laughs> and he just starts screaming, Get it off! What is it? Get it! <gasps> Next up, we have the paladin. What would you like to do? Um, I, I would like to follow the cat's lead and tiptoe out from under the, the, uh, the bar and attack run like the person holds this person to me <laughs> nice oh my god run is getting beat up the cobalt pack tactic is still working with um a cat as long as you're both within five feet it's fine oh perfect you and an ally Those it doesn't nice. have to be another cobalt sweet then i'll make two attacks oh geez with advantage so 17 and a 14. the 17 does hit. 14 does not okay eight damage nice as the cat is biting onto Run's neck, he sees you run out from under the table. You swing in, um, what weapon are you using? Classic Billy shovel. <laughs> all, the, all the Billies have shovels. It's like the Billy goes rough, but with shovels. It's, it's, it's a family thing. You sprint forward and go to hit him with a shovel. Um, where are you hitting him? Right down on top of his head, okay. like on the nose. You swing it down, um, and right before it connects, you notice he like quickly moves his head to the side a bit, and he takes half damage using oh, yeah. action. <laughs> like, kind of evasion, right? I just realized he has uncanny dodge. I was like oh, looking okay. at it's uncanny dodge. Ninety-five percent of the sheet. Um, next up, oh, um, so next up in the order, Nogs is dead. I'm sorry, AB. If you want to bring a minion in here, you can, like another cobalt or another cat. I bring another cat. I just lost Nogs. I can't lose a cat. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys can continue. So next up in the order is Holdren, who sees Run in danger. Let's roll a d20 to see what she does. So just to give you guys some context, when I roll the d20s, I usually do low action. You know, low go for itchy. High go for Run. I rolled over. Yeah, I rolled rolled over ten. So she's gonna run. You guys over. are ruining my perfectly crafted plan. She's run. She runs over to run. Um, Nikki, can you roll me um, an athletics check? That would be sure. using your strength. Mm -hmm. It probably isn't that high. I have bad news. Uh oh. I rolled a five and it's a minus two. <laughs> so you're you're biting onto Run's neck and you feel a a strong hand grab your back and just grab you and. Yoink. No more like yeet. She grabs you by the back and just pulls you off and throws you across the room. Whee! Okay. You're going to land, pick a spot away from her. You're going to land three squares away from her. Cats always land on their feet. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Can I land like on the fruit next to the chair? Yeah, sure. Okay, digging my claws into whatever fruit it is because I'm mad. Yep. Okay. With that, next up in the order is going to be run. Um, run's gonna take a step backwards. Oh, actually, you're within range. Never mind. Run is not gonna run for once because running just keeps getting him hurt. <laughs> I mean, as of yet, he's come in, and every time he like gets in the way, he gets hurt. <laughs> running has he has yet to run technically. Okay, fourteen. Plus seven. 
What the fuck? What's your armor class? Um, 12. Oh. I have a shield. Okay, that definitely hits, so... Why is it plus 7 to attack? What level is this dude? They're all level 5. <laughs> level 5? Oof. My ass. Um... Jeez. Yeah, he did. Uh-uh-uh. Unless yeah. he has another attack. No, he does not. Um, so he takes out his his short sword and just plunges it right into your leg and like pins you to the floor and then pulls the sword out and raises it at your face and he goes, not again. Mm-mm. Callan's up. <laughs> you see Callan who is still holding their bone arrow. So Itchy, you're gonna take a hit first. Can I have cover because I'm sitting behind the... Um, oh yeah, you're hiding behind the chair. So, yeah. oh no, the cat. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't what I was trying to do. <laughs> it's not my fault. You did it. You did it. Ha uh ha. -huh. I just want to cover, man. Loopholes. Yeah, so you're hiding behind the chair and you see Callan raise an arrow and just fire it towards the cat. Oh. This giant Maine Coon who had like tried to rip his friend's throat out. Oof. So five damage. No. Oh dear. Are you dead? Yeah, wait. No, almost. <laughs> wow. Can I heal the cat? I have two. Okay, because it says hit points is seven. The main ain't looking so main. <laughs> and seeing you pretty grievously injured by that arrow, Callan spins around. Oh. What's your armor class? Bill William. Twelve. Billion. Okay. Did you need to ask? Why did you ask? You rolled a twenty-seven. I just wanted hurts. to know what it was. <laughs> you just asked two seconds ago. Yeah, I know. I forgot. Actually, it's twenty-eight. Wait, what? Hold on. Oh, one damage. Yeah, that works. No, hold on. No, no, forget the plus three. No, you don't need plus three. So, what does it look like? As now, you assume my my health. <laughs> You're definitely. I could have had H eight HP. I can see it. You all have health bars. <laughs> uh, fair. Okay. Um, so what does it look like as um, your paladin is run through by an arrow? It's so weird describing your death in D&D. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's not pretty. Just straight through. <laughs> Just straight through. Okay. Yeah. You're standing right in front of the salad bar as an arrow. Um, itchy. You just watch an arrow tear right through this paladin, your friend. And you see blood kind of spray all over the table with the vegetables and think, oh, well, no one's going to eat. Now, now I have a reason not to eat those. Um, <laughs> i addressing. Oh. Fair enough. And it like sprays all over the table and the paladin collapses on the floor in a heap. Next up in the order, the wizard. You see the wizard lift their hand up and a little moat of fire appears and they're like looking around the room. Your turn, Itchy. What do you want to do? Oh, yeah, same plan. This worked out well for me so far. Uh, well... Freaking cat! I wanna, I wanna, I wanna heal the cat. Oh, okay. Yay! <laughs> Cause I can do that. I can just walk just a little bit over and still be like pretty much behind cover from most people. I'm gonna heal. I'm gonna. Can I heal the cat? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I wanna heal the cat. Cause I like my kitty. And then I'm gonna make the cat go away. <laughs> I want the cat to run. Healing word. How do I? You get back five points. Yay! Yeah, I rolled a three. That's awesome. What's your healing word to the cat? I think I'm just going to walk up behind the kitty and just go, who's a good boy, who's a good, good boy, as I, <laughs> as I like, run my hand through his fur. It might be a girl, I don't know. 
Okay. I'm just gonna like, who's such a good kitty as you are? And then I'm gonna whisper, to now run away. Your reaction's to lick her. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the kitty to run away. Okay. I don't um, know if the cat's gonna understand that, but I, I tell the kitty to run away. Run away. Kitty, it's your turn. Okay. Does kitty understand? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't see why not. I can point out the nearest bolt hole for you if you want me to. <laughs> Okay, I guess the cat will run away. Yeah! <laughs> Yay! I don't care about any of these okay. other players. <laughs> you dart into one of the many little cobalt holes you guys have. Next up in the order, we have Holdren, who is like looking over Run. Itchy, behind the chair, you see Holdren look towards you. I can see you back there. Come and get it. <laughs> I'm just hiding. I'm not going to say anything. They walk forward. I kicked the chair. Oh, shit. Okay. Roll me an athletics check really quick. Okay. Uh, what is it like? Athletics. 15. Nice. Okay. So Holdren goes, sees you kick the chair forward and goes to leap out of the way. And then the chair lands on top of Holdren. <laughs> and in that brief moment, the whole room goes quiet. And you hear Holdren just go, Why is this chair so sticky? <laughs> and then you watch as like where the, the sofa cushion meets with the bottom of the chair, it opens up and there's teeth and a tongue and it just curls into a smile and bites down. Yes! Oh. oh. And Holdren takes eight damage as this chair, which we now know is a mimic, um, bites down onto Holdren and Holdren just starts yelling for help. Yes, it's the timeout chair. Now, because this is, according to the rules of this, this is like a trap you all had set up. If Holdren gets out of the Mimic's grasp, it's not going to move far because it's like an ambush predator. So if you wanted to keep helping you, you're going to have to keep them close to it. Okay. Um, so now you watch as this thing is chomping down on Holdren, the whole squad rolls up. Um, Run takes a swing and the sword bounces off its kind of monstrous hide. Callan lets loose two arrows and deals 10 damage as they sink into this creature's flesh. And then Thedon, the old crotchety wizard, raises his hand and fires a firebolt at the thing. And it takes seven more damage. It's now down to 40 hit points. Did you just say 40? Dang, Mimic. I'm so happy that worked. Oh, no. To use the mimic chair, I'm so happy. I'm so happy too. That's all I wanted. My <laughs> barbarian put somebody under their hit points, and uh, my cleric used the mimic chair. So I'm just, I have, I feel fulfilled in life. They just won't Fire die. Yeah. Well, they probably have a lot of like healing stuff. So let's see. Let's try and finish up this combat real quick. So they're all standing. Basically, the archer has fired some arrows into the chair. The wizard has done so as well. Itchy, what would you like to do? Oh, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, you ran? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I I didn't run yet, but I'm like as soon as I, as soon as they're occupied with the chair, I'm gonna go back into the bolt hole that I was in before. Okay. And just, just kind of. And I'm, I'm just leaving. All right. So here's how we're gonna resolve this. I'm gonna roll an athletics check to see if Holdren can escape the mimic. Um. So as you're sprinting away, you hear Holdren tumble out on the ground, and they just start wailing on this chair. I'm going to say it'll probably, based on how much damage they deal, it's probably going to take them about two turns to do it. So we're just going to chip chip away at their health pool. How many turns do we have left? Um, right now, you guys just finish up. Actually, this is a perfect spot. They are very injured, and there's a pretty good chance they're going to want to take a, take a, a short rest 
and they don't know about the dragon because I mean at this point they have just a, bl- shot a serious victory against all of you so they're probably going to take a sh- uh, short rest to heal up and then that'll put us right over where they need to be like you guys will get help in time oh really yep oh yeah, the turns go fast. If you basically, if you guys just engage in combat all the time, the risk of you dying is really high. But you chip away at their turns pretty quickly. Um, Damn. So, turn. So, as you're, are you going to spy on them or are you just going to run? Um, you know what? Over here, there's a chance that they could totally go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually go through my bolt hole and like sit at the entrance to this area and then run the other way from where I need them to go. So I'm going to try to like goad them into chasing me into the wrong shoot. Okay, so for the listener, this salad bar of desolation with the mimic timeout chair in the corner, um, it funnels into one passageway, which immediately starts with a crossroad. It goes in a bunch, the tunnel winds in a bunch of different directions. And as they wail on the mimic and finish it off, Itchy stands... In the doorway, shadow being cast behind them into the, the dark and twisting tunnels beyond. What do you yell to get them to chase you? Can I just throw another sacred flame? <laughs> At who? What? Who else? <laughs> Run. The problem is that since Run's the rogue, they're the most, I'm, I'm the most likely to miss. Yeah, he rolled a 19. Yeah, and then I'm just going to, yeah, I, I wasn't going to hit, but I threw one anyways. Okay, so you threw um, one up there. Um yeah, and then I'm going to run into the tunnel. Okay. So you run off into the darkness, cackling away. So you're going to cut to the right, which is definitely the wrong direction for them to follow. Um, as the adventurers, you hear them conversing, and Holdren is talking to Run, and Theden is kind of mumbling about, my spell slots are pretty low. And Run is like, I don't have healing potions, and I have like less than half my hit points left. This is bad. Um, He's very meta, isn't he? Oh, the 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 best part about this game is that the writing suggests that if you guys eavesdrop on them, you can hear them meta arguing like players. <laughs> um, so Theden sits down and he goes, "I'm gonna take an hour and just get my spell slots back, get my magic back, and we can we we can just go in and kick their butts." Yeah. Um, and Holdren goes, "I don't I, I don't like us stopping, but runs hurt. Fine." And they sit down and take a short rest, which for them takes up. So at this point, you guys have just finished your sixth turn, adventuring turn, um, which means you're halfway to completion. Nice. A short rest takes up an hour. Which means? Six more. Oh, shoot. Jeez. Yeah. Because you guys did such a number on run so many times, they're taking a breather to re-up on their spells and supplies before they go in. Which will give all of you time to kind of navigate through the darkness and make your way to the final chamber. Um, at this point, yeah, so at this point, this is like the final showdown. So if all of you want to go to that chamber and prepare yourselves, because they still have a lot of tunnels to go through, it could take some time for them to get here. Oh, oh, so when they get to the final chamber, we'll have the dragon. Got yeah, it. The dragon will yeah. get it. I didn't think it was, I didn't know it was going to be a showdown afterwards. Basically, their rest will finish just in time. <laughs> gotcha. If they don't come to the final chamber, uh, I'm going to go find freaking Queen and heal her. 
She's in the final chamber. Oh, she ran there. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Is this not the final chamber? Yeah, it is. You're correct. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blast the queen with a couple of healing. Okay. Uh let me see. I don't know how many of these I get a day. Wow, there are a lot many. of you alive. You did good. Okay. <laughs> I get three of these level one spells, so I can do it twice more. Okay. So you get ten Thank back you. total. Thank you. Hello adventurers, and welcome to the mid-roll. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Twitter at Tales of Asperon. That's A-S-P-E-R-R-A-N. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. A kind word goes a very long way for indie creators, and you get to make someone's day, which is always nice to do. Just a reminder, if you want to name an NPC, you can do so on our website at www.toapodcast.com. This week, I'd like to give a shout out to Transplaner, a wonderful member of the actual play community. Take it away, Connie. Blessed be the dull, for they have no mind to doubt. Blessed be the cruel, for they have no heart to vow. Blessed be the weak, for they have no teeth to gouge. Blessed be the empty, for we have no soul to shroud. When a paroxysm of magical disasters disappears the stars and vanishes the gods, four strangers must overcome their differences and their traumas to save the world and themselves. Hi, my name is Connie, and I am the GM and executive producer behind Transplaner RPG, an all-trans, POC-led, 100% homebrew actual play campaign set in the non-colonial, anti-orientalist world of Endake. New episodes stream every other Saturday at 3pm Central on Twitch at Transplaner RPG. Past VODs are available on YouTube at Transplaner RPG, as is a written, succinct, yet detailed recap document. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at, you guessed it, Transplaner RPG. Thank you. Hey everyone. Before we get back into the wonderful combat that's about to happen, I just want to walk you through this last stage of the adventure. Remember, we're not really playing D&D. We're playing a game written by Karolina Kowupska called The Eleventh Day. You see, in this game, the goal is for the kobold players to bide their time until their witch can summon help for them. To accomplish this, the players just need to force the adventuring party to waste their 12 adventuring turns, each of those lasting about 10 minutes. Now, right before they attacked those pesky adventurers, they already had consumed six of those turns. So with these adventurers taking a nice, comfortable, long rest, it's going to consume the last six turns. And that'll give the witch just enough time to summon the help that this kobold clan needs to finally defeat these adventurers for good. It's a creature that we have met before, and we know very well. The Beast of White Leaf Wood. Long before it was ever consumed by crystal and driven to madness. At this phase, the kobolds have decided to retreat to the final ritual chamber and prepare themselves for an epic showdown. Alright, let's get back to the show. Okay, so to set the scene, all of you, after sprinting away and ducking down the wrong path and clawing through these little tiny cobalt tunnels that you all have used your mold earth cantrip to dig. <laughs> Itchy Ghibli pops out with a new tunnel that they had been digging into the 
ritual chamber at the very, very back of your cobalt dungeon. Skipping the winding tunnels filled with snakes, the scrying lounge, which our adventurers will soon find out, has a pit filled with manure and a resident, Otiog, who has taken up a home there. Have they taken damage from like the Odiog and the snakes and stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool. So they should be pretty down at this point, because Odiog mean. Well, I'm going to say one of them was dumb enough to trigger it. Which means it'll get a free attacks on all a free attack on all. Of them. Oh, that's cool. So it'll be like two d eight plus three a piece because it's not going to leave the pit. It's just going to try and pull them in, so they're going to fight it. They're going to have to get out of the pit, which is not easy either. Yeah, so they'll all take twelve. Oh, that's sweet. They'll, they'll kick down the false wall and wade their way into the pudding room, sloshing through the pit. <laughs> the rest of the encounter for them isn't very dangerous. Some of them get bit by snakes, which they become poisoned lethargic and eventually the effect wears off and they end up at this dead end at the very back end of your warren they stand there facing a wall we hear run go oh old man not another dead end i can't take this anymore and hear holdren go this can't be it this 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 can't be it there's no way it's the end and they start to kick on the wall in anger and frustration. Then we cut inside the ritual chamber. Your leader is sat in the middle of this altar, knees on the ground, her spellbook floating in the air now, and billowing from around her, there's this lingering green mist that's kind of billowing away from this altar. And she's mumbling things in Draconic. And all of you are kind of watching, weapons drawn, spells at the ready aiming at the false wall that you know that these strong and kind of frightening adventurers will eventually find. As the witch, her incantation reaches a crescendo, you watch as this green mist rolls away from her. And as it does, you hear the sound of a stone falling and the hard impacts of boots on, on stone. The adventurers have made it to the false wall you built. How would you all like to prepare in this exact moment? Uh, I'm going to cast some spells as soon as I see him. Okay. Is anyone going to take cover? You can arrange yourself however you would like in this room. All the stone figments you see are raised, so you can hide behind them if you need to. Uh, everyone should clear out of the entrance. Also be kind of close to each other, right? Yeah. We get pluses on attacks if we're within five feet of each other, so we should definitely be fairly close to each other. Who else is a, uh, a ranged person we should okay we should be close to each other but we should sp spread out like to a group to two like yeah two two. two two i will i will stand next to uh mama i guess the the witch i don't know what her name is her name is actually sniv the destroyer <laughs> oh okay cool someone come stand with with a uh, gas snuggie my wizard gas is gonna immediately throw a fireball Fireball? No, fireball? I'm sorry, Firebolt. I was going to say, jeez. Oh. I don't think he knows that it's not a Fireball. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, it only affects one person, but I still think he's going to make everyone get out of the way. <laughs> I want to give you some... There is a chance you guys could win. There is also an equal chance that this could go very poorly, very quickly. Get the wizard! Yeah, we need to kill the wizard. One thing I'm going to say is... For each of you, whatever kobolds you have left, keep in mind which one is the best talker. 
best talker? The most persuasive. Oh, that would be uh, Cabled. It would have to be, logically, right? It's gotta be, right? No. Actually, I've charisma of plus two. Yeah, my warlock has plus two. The gossipy one. Mm. And deception plus four. How do I be gossipy? Like, what do I say? <laughs> okay. Um, so, at this point, you watch as a stone tumbles down to the floor from this big wall you all have built. And you all prepare yourselves. Two, three, four more hits. And then suddenly light pours into the room as this false doorway opens. And you see the familiar face of Holdren, Fiedon, Run, and Callan step into this chamber. So I have a question. I imagine most of us would have had like a held action for soon, all of us rangers anyways. Yeah, okay. Uh, just yeah. hit him as hard as we could as soon as we could see him. Okay, so I'll say you've got, you'll be able to take attacks on Holdren and Fiedon. Um, Callan's kind of behind a rock and Run is still in the doorway. So whoever wants to make range attacks, do so now. Because we're about to hit like a kind of a climactic moment. Yeah. Who's taking a hit on Holdren or Thedon the wizard? Alrighty. Yeah. Okay. Firebolt. That does not hit. No. Twenty-two. Because we have advantage. We're near partners. You both have to be near the enemy. I thought it was what? near a, an ally. No. Pack tactics is you and an ally have to be near your target. So like if let's just say for example if the warlock was right here. You could get packed. Oh, okay. Things. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should have spread out more. I didn't realize how that worked. Yeah, I need uh, um, shot. I will. Okay. What are you I'm attacking? I'm to do a fire. Oh, shoot. No, never mind. I'm using magic missile. Oh. It hits automatically. Oh, okay. So just roll me the damage. I get to roll a, a d6 to see how many I get. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I got a six. All right. Oh, it's a broken wand. Um, roll d6. So you get six You get six darts. They each deal 1d4 plus one. So just roll me your... Who are you targeting? All of the Okay. Wizard? Holdren, I think. Okay. Because that's just the first one I see. 18 damage. Okay, that's good. So... And then I add... I attack myself. So. Ah, also <laughs> one. Sweet. Okay. So yeah, you release this wand and, and just aim it there. The wand explodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it explodes as you watch Poldrin's armor start to crack and she stumbles backwards into the wall and yells out in surprise. Um, okay, at the I'm same... also going to attack with my cleric. Okay. That's with a, it's a sacred flame? Uh, it's kind of the only thing I have. I can okay. throw a rock, but I think sacred flame does more if I actually hit. Who are you attacking? So you get a dexterity saving throw. Um, Holdrin? Probably the same one. Okay. Holdrin, yeah. Uh, fails. So <laughs> roll me the damage real quick. Sweet. Because as uh, this happens, we're going to resolve the, of course. The, the dragon. I haven't actually hit with this, so yay. <laughs> Two. Okay. You watch her stumble back against the wall, and these kind of white holy flames will lick up around her, and she starts to catch on fire and she, as she's patting herself out. And at the same time, you hear the, mu the mumbling which, well, originally it was mumbling. Now it's kind of grown into this large, like loud, booming chant you hear coming from Sniv, the destroyer, the witch and leader of your tribe. And all of you kind of look towards her in awe for a moment as the book has lifted up very high off the ground and you watch this smoke is swirling around her and she's going, and you watch the smoke coalesce into a form and you see a pretty decent sized dragon yeah. appear. Though it doesn't quite appear 
where you would expect it to. It appears in the air above her, where the smoke is curling up and forming this body. And then this dragon materializes out of the air, and you watch it fall to the ground. Oh no. And Sniv is paced. Snuffed out? Yeah, she has been very snuffed out. And this dragon is standing in this altar, small and cramped, and it's looking around the room, fury in its eyes. All of you can understand Draconic because you're kobolds, but this dragon swivels its head and looks around the room and goes, Where am I? Who has summoned me here? Mad. I just point at their ass. Yeah, I'm just gonna like point underneath of them. Just pure silence. Everyone's pointing. And the adventure's like, what on earth? So this this dragon steps down from the podium and starts to look around this room. Speak now. Someone else. Someone else. Someone else. Who who is the most charms? I I uh, plus two, right? I've been failing my rolls. Um. <laughs> Both do this. Oh, great one. We are under attack. These four, right? Four idiots have stumbled in here to disturb you. Can I roll? <laughs> That'd be a persuasion even... check because you didn't lie. Okay. Um. Can someone aid? Um. Well, how would you aid? Uh, just like, just like stumble forward a couple of steps and like fall down onto my face, like I'm uh, like in a bow and say, please. Protect us, great one, please. Ooh, okay. Yeah, um, Avi, you can roll with advantage. Don't mess this up, please don't mess this up. 20, that's a 20 plus 2 charisma. Okay. Nice. Oh my gosh. Okay, so as you're saying this, you guys watch as the dragon is regarding everyone. And from behind Holdren, Run pushes her aside and steps forward. God, no. And he goes, he like looks around the room and assesses the situation. You're... Your greatness, they've been, we heard rumor of your strength and your power. They were keeping you here as your idol, as a hostage. They were planning to summon you and kill you and take all of your go- And Run is cut off. Oh no, oh no. As the dragon is looking down at the kobold smiling and it just turns its head and grins. And then it opens its maul and, oof, that's gonna be a lot of dice. Um, for the audience, I just rolled a 32. We're <laughs> running. Oh, poor oh boy, he is made of smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, for damage, as the dragon opens its maw and breathes a cone of poisonous gas in the direction of the adventuring party. Ooh. And Run failed his save. You all watch as Run just... His body starts to shrivel and his face starts to sink in as he just screams out and falls down to this withered husk of a person on the ground. You hear Holdren yell out and scream as well in like a primal fury as Run is falling on the ground dead. At this point, let's roll initiative. Okay. It's going to be you guys and then the dragon. Do we roll for, like, each of our characters, or do we roll- uh, You know what, no. No initiative. Let's just say you guys go, and then the dragon. Okay, cool. I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Can I save that for my next attack? Uh, no. <laughs> I know. Because this is going to end fast. Um, you I guys, know. Yeah, so all of you get to go with the dragon. Okay. Do we just want to go around in a circle? 
yeah. Sure. That works. Let's start but, with uh, let's start with AD. We'll go on the Discord chat. All right. Order. Uh, uh I'm gonna try one last time. One last Eldritch Blast. At Holdren, I guess. The wizard. Yeah, he's in my direct line of sight. Uh, fifteen. <laughs> that hits. One out of four. Um. Okay, so that's a one d ten. Not a one. Oof. Okay. So the wizard takes one damage as this bolt of Eldritch Force zips across the room, and just you hear a, a loud crack as he goes, my other finger. Av, are you out of people? You still have somebody left? I think you have a druid back there. Yeah, I have, I've got a druid. I've got a uh, Mr. Ozu. Sorry, I'm trying to read the druid stuff. Um, I, mean, I can cast a quick spell while she's doing that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'm gonna hit a firebolt. Okay. Firebolt at the closest one I can see. Go Holdren. That's a 15. Nice. Uh, I don't think that hits. Damn. Yeah, her with her shield, her AC is 18. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to do the. I'm gonna try another. I'm bold as well. Okay. Uh, no, I rolled a five. Never mind. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I will sacred flame. So roll that dexterity check for me. Not great. Roll me damage. Yeah, boy. Three. God, all of you are getting getting attacks against these adventurers. They're not gonna stay here long. <laughs> hey, Nikki, you want one? Oh my God, yeah. I I'm not back in roll d20. Sorry, you're gonna have to cut this. I'm just. That's apparently fine. breaking That's right. everything. I'm sure Mike can help you. Okay, cool. What would you like to do? I'm listening. You <laughs> have a ranger. Bard and a monk. Oh, a bard. A ra- oh, right, you have Kaybold. I forgot. I have Kaybold. Okay, who's closest to Kaybold? That's going to be um, the ranger. I think that might be one of hers. Yeah, that's another one of your characters. <laughs> so for the audience, Nikki's having some Discord trouble, so she can't really get into world or computer trouble, so she can't really get into roll 20 right now. Um, so we're kind of narrating as we go. Sorry! That's not your fault. <laughs> okay, so he is going to put out his hands and, like, slap his his kobold chest and then he's gonna say, yo, yo, I'm capable. what you doing in my home? <laughs> <laughs> what is he trying to do? Intimidate. All right, roll me an intimidate. Right, let's see. Here, we'll just roll. Someone roll me a d20. I'll look at her. I, I can, I can, I can roll. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's got to do that. Yeah, um, I rolled a four. <laughs> um, as you're saying this, you just hear your voice is drowned out by the sound of roughly ten kobolds all screaming and throwing rocks and firing spells in this corner, and you can hear Holdren going, "We need to run." We need to run. Yeah, boy. So all of you pelt, start pelting these adventurers with attacks. I'm just gonna roll for the wizard really quick. Oh, hey, Nikki, we finally killed Run. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> the dragon got him. I missed it. So everyone at this point has went at least once, just to make this quick. You see the wizard step forward and shaking his hand with his broken finger go, I am so tired of all of you. And he, Let's loose another fireball um, in the direction of the dragon. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh god. He does 23 points of damage to the dragon, which you watch as this fireball hits him. Um, Warlock, can I get a dexterity saving throw? Yes. I think uh, this decides if you live or not. <laughs> nope, um, I don't even have any dex, Tad. Oh, oh wait, you, that's my you, have, you have 25 hit points, so you'll you'll survive. 
<laughs> yeah, so in this Run final slog, you watch a ball of fire um, detonate on the hide of this dragon. And Snooks, the fire washes over you and you can feel your skin sizzling as you take 23 points of fire damage. Um, okay. And in fear, so you- 23? 23, yeah. You're fine. Can I say that Mimi is like pretending to be on fire and is running around mimily? Yeah, <laughs> Snooks. As the fire washes over you, just beyond the dragon, barely in the light, you can see the mime, like miming like they're on fire and they're trying to pat it out and they hit the ground and roll around and they stand up and they're like running around like they're screaming. <laughs> I have two HP, so I'm definitely, I just I don't care. So at this point, Holdren, you watch them grab Run and start to drag Run backwards around the corner. Um, you don't, you can't see what the rest of them are doing. Um, but at this point, you hear the wizard go, "Yes, that's what I thought. Die, you stupid little runts!" And he looks over yeah. his shoulder and realizes that the rest of his team is fleeing, and he quickly starts to jog backwards and run away. And as this happens, you hear the dragon go, "Kill them." They do not leave alive. Can I? Absolutely. Okay, bold. <laughs> I can I hellish rebuke now? Oh yeah, you can hellish rebuke the wizard. Can hellish rebuke the wizard. It's three d ten fire damage. Do I need to roll to see if it hits him? Nope, it's three d ten. Just roll it. Okay. Ouch. Three mm -hmm. d ten. Hellish rebuke is harsh. Yep. Oh, nice rolling. Um, so as the, he's saying, all of you stupid kobolds, and you look at him, what does it look like as you rebuke him? Just flipping the bird. It, <laughs> yes, it has to be a point though. So middle finger pointed. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets engulfed in uh, hellish, he's surrounded by hellish flames. Yeah, so what color are the flames? Oh, I can pay, I'm gonna go green to match our little dragon friend. Okay, so these green flames wash over the wizard and you hear the dragon. <laughs> Like it's it's big it has this big hearty chuckle that echoes through the room as the wizard just starts screaming and he runs. Um, nice. I'm gonna leave this up to all of you because there's no need to roll at this point. Um, as they're fleeing and running, what does it look like as you wipe them out on their way out? I feel like we're just gonna like dart through our holes and just like as they run past, we know where they're gonna go, you know. So we're just gonna come out and just like stab them and you know firebolt them and fire them. Their does ankles. that sound good to the rest of you guys? Sounds perfect. Oh, can they can they be taken out by the Maine Coons in the end? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say yeah, so. Finally, what... like one of them is left, and the Maine Coons don't eat them. For the narrative, what what chamber do you want to corner them in? The pudding. Maine Coons. Pudding. Oh, the pudding. That's even better. So they, they start to leave the ritual chamber and quickly run towards the pudding room. Um, they're wading through this muck of pudding, moving at half speed, while all of you quickly dart. They're dragging Run with them, so they're moving very slow. Run is on, he's stabilized, but he's at zero hit points. And they're carrying him over their head as they're wading through the pudding. And you all dip into your cobalt hole, holes and weave in. And eventually the, um, the adventurers you hear them climbing out of the pudding pit and they, you hear Holdren go, I think we've escaped. I don't think the dragon's big enough to fit through that tunnel. We are trapped, it's trapped back there. We just have to get past the kobolds and we have to run. We are never doing this again. 
and they stop in the doorway and all of you are kind of standing there at the doorway, weapons at the ready. What do you, what are all your last attacks as you harry them? Firebolt, sacred flame. Can I just let Cable start doing like in-sync dancing while rapping really badly? Yeah. Are you doing inspire courage? Bye, bye, yeah. bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh what do you call it the bardic inspiration <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. and then the, the queen's like wave princess waving and um yeah the the monk mime is like punching people yeah so the the melee characters the monk and the and they all like sprint in and just start harrying holdren she's blocking with her shield she knocks one cobalt out and as that happens, two more descend upon her. You hear weird singing coming from the back and see we see like a little dance line of kobolds and they all release <laughs> their spells at once. And just, they're bombarded with spells and cornered. And over the next 10 or 15 seconds, they're all harried. You watch the wizard throw one last fireball out past all of you in a desperate attempt to wipe you out. And it detonates and we see a bunch of the kobolds get scorched. They're not dead because you're ready for it now. Uh, you've trained we're for this. Bald. We're bald. <laughs> we're bald. In this tiny doorway with a pudding pit behind them, well lit, these adventurers are eventually slain. In the pudding. Yeah, in the pudding. And you all pick them up and kind of take their magical goods and wares. Um, I want to throw their bodies in the Odiac pits. Um, do you loot them? Yeah, yeah, look at them first, obviously. Okay. We're, we're looking for them shiny. We're civilized. <laughs> we're kobolds. Of course we're gonna loot them. The you... mime is like pretending to die in the pudding. <laughs> you guys are pulling them all out and the mine is like pretending to drown like they're being pulled in by something. Um, and you loot them. And on their person, um, let me pull them out. <laughs> Do they have loot? So on Run the Rogue, you find a small wooden bird. Uh, Baby, do you remember what this is? Wait, how does... Oh my god. Um, so, to tie this in, the, the players found a handful of magic items in a pit. Conveniently, <laughs> roughly the same size as this pudding pit. <laughs> oh I love god. that you guys ended it here, but they found a small wooden bird, which can lead you to food. As you guys are looting run, you find a small wooden bird that doesn't seem useful. You throw it to the side. You're digging through Holdren. You notice she's wearing a shiny ring. You pluck it off. Um, Callan, tied to their belt, there's a watering can with these kind of vi like vine work and flowers scrawled across its surface. Um, it looks important, maybe expensive. And in the pockets of Theda and the Wizard, you find a bag. Um, and in desperation, you accidentally rip it. And a bunch of stuff just kind of pours on the ground. Some of it is like gold coins, gems, a spell book, and you find a small black crystal. It's shiny. What do you all do with it? Bring it back to the dragon. Um, so you take these bodies and kind of, or take all the stuff and take it back to the dragon um, and present it at the dragon's feet. And the dragon goes, Good. I cannot leave this place. I am too big. You will be my eyes and my ears. Raid the lands around and bring me treasure. Um, You're about it, boss. Yo, yo. <laughs> and you leave all these goods with the dragon. Um, then parade the bodies back to the Otiog pit and throw them down into the manure. 
and the RTL grabs them and pulls them down lower and lower. Um, and then the camera lifts up and pulls away gently, kind of rotates towards the ceiling. And we see the roots of a tree that your burrow is built directly beneath. These roots are knotted and twisted and wrapping down from the ceiling, kind of framing the structure here and keeping it, keeping the room solid. And then we fade away as all of you, what would all of you do right now after this tremendous victory against these idiots who were dumb enough to raid your home? Swimming in Oh, a vigil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably mm -hmm. a little vigil and then some swimming in the There's only one pudding pit. There's only one triplet left? There's only one left. Oh, oh no! The youngest. No. Oh, the youngest no. Billy. I don't think any of my people died. No. Um. So all of you, where would you... Uh, here's, here's a good question, Scrap. Where would you like to bury them? Um, In their favorite place, the um, the cat room. Oh, that's perfect. Um, mm -hmm. So the scene fades away with all of you kind of standing in a circle around these makeshift graves you have dug inside the cat room. In this dim light, your shadows cast far and long on the floor and leave kind of a somber tone as, the, as our view pulls back. And what do you guys want your last words to be as the camera pulls away? Just to set the scene, you are also surrounded by roughly 37 cats who are all kind of like sitting proud surrounding this kind of scene. They're all kind of curious about what you're doing. I'm holding, uh, I'm holding on to a cat and I, I kind of like take some like cat fur or whatever and just like spread it over the grave. So just like pull out a chunk, <laughs> you know, extra, of extra cat fur. Not, not like, I'm not pulling out a chunk, you know, but like I just spread it over the graves and say, just like they would have wanted, they have been buried among their best friends and we will go on without them. And we will be stronger because of them. And then I pat Billy on the shoulder. Billy, what's your last words? You guys did good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, and we fade away. We see the mime with their hands over the eyes and they're actually crying. Um, but they're like rotating their hands like they're fake crying. Because it's all they can do. Cable's like stick. To stay bold in the cold. <laughs> oh, that that last line echoes through the this chamber as our view pulls further and further back. Um, we lift through the earth and see this clearing in the white leaf wood above your home. There are a bunch of ruined and destroyed houses, and a large birch tree, tall, coiled, its branches reaching out into the air like these kind of eerie hands in the middle of the night, framed by the ring light above. And we pull further and further away, away from the wood as the den gets smaller and smaller. With our family of kobolds laying their dead to rest in the main coon chamber, our view rests in this moment of time frozen still. For the story of the White Leaf Warren is soon to meet its end. In a blink, our dear kobolds are gone. The warren cleaned and repaired from the damage the adventurers wrought upon this place as time has passed. In the distance, the rowdy voices of a kobold family movie night echo throughout the chamber. 
though Billy's seat is empty after losing his two twin brothers to these evil, vile adventurers. Time begins to creep forward and the main chamber buzzes with life. Day after day, kobolds bring in riches pillaged from Whispering Lake and other nearby towns. But this is not enough to sate the dragon, for it has become the vessel for an evil of a world far, far from here. A black crystal, a seed for a cosmic terror, one that hungers for something cannot yet reach, and brought in by the hands of a greedy old wizard. Inside the dragon's hoard, this small black crystal sits, and with each passing day another drip of black starlit liquid seeps into the pile of gold, and down into the earth below, creating a wellspring that devours life itself. Soon, the dragon's hide begins to change as it's trapped in this chamber, its hunger growing evermore, until one grim night the beast dug itself from its earthly prison, its body infected with something not of this world. On this night, the warren met its end, and another vessel of Tamaris was born. Within its beating heart, a sorrow of the cosmos has taken root. Bereavement has made its mark upon the world. Hi, everybody, and thanks for sticking around. It was really great having Nikki, Susanna, Scruffy, and Avi with us to play The Eleventh Day. As you may already know, this game was written by Karolina Kabuska, who... You might have met if you listened to the Gilded Lily. She plays Joanna, our barbarian wizard. If you look in our episode description, you'll find a link to the product on DM's Guild. Seriously, you should pay her for this because the game is amazing. Anyways, our songs and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, respectively, which you can find in our episode description and on Bandcamp. Anyways, Stay safe and see you soon. so much for having us that was yeah, thanks, really fun Mike. i can't believe so many of us survived yeah you guys did amazing <laughs> yeah. holy crap did i <sighs> wow that was fun what a great game that was really enjoyable you'll have to tell your friend that we had a lot of fun playing the game yeah tell her she's awesome oh i was i've been talking to her about how excited i am to run it and she's like yeah, <laughs> she wants to hear everything so she's gonna love this yeah yeah that was great i had a blast Awesome. That's really fun. <laughs> I love the way you worked it into the overall Asperon narrative. Where we, this is the dragon. This mm -hmm. is the one. Oh my God. And the little black even, crystal. I didn't even make the connection when you were like a green little dragon. I was like, yep. okay, cool.
Yeah, and you got to think, so after the dragon went bad, your party encountered three kobolds who were running from there. They're probably kobolds who were here at this vigil. With the basket of bugs, right? Yep. Oh. They were from here. I want to know which three it was. Let's decide. (laughs) Who do we want it to be? One of them had the scorpion on a stick, right? Yeah, Susanna, I kind of love that I kind of want the cleric to make it because... I oddly enough, out of everyone, you're the only one that used the same exact cobalt voice that I did in the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a modified stitch. (laughs) Well, they all kind of talk like this, you know. Well, of course. Let's (laughs) just have a whole conversation just like this. I don't think I could do that. I had to because this is the same exact voice I used for Masa Thornvale. Cool. Thankfully, he's not very verbose. (laughs) (laughs) That's a way to get around it. Yeah, who else do we want? So we got two more. Well, my I think druid... Billy's taking a break from all this. <laughs> Billy's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Billy went on a, on a journey of self-discovery. <laughs> He's done. Ozu the druid. I would love for them to just move into the city and live their life, live their dream. You know but what? Maybe on... they move to Whispering Lake. <laughs> on the character yeah. sheet, they have a scorpion on a stick, though, and I remember that that's what we encountered. Oh, no. Oh, that's perfect. No, because none of those kobolds died. I think you guys felt too bad for them. Oh, good. Okay. Because like after one round of combat, Tedward like poked one into a tree, and then they were like, "Just give us your stuff, please." And then you guys just <laughs> let them run off. I gotta be honest, I do not remember this encounter. I think I slept through it because I use podcasts to help me sleep. Not that it's not interesting. Yeah, you know what? There's one episode. Um, it's called Unexpected Guests. They wake up in the middle of the night and they're attacked by kobolds who are trying to rob them. It's funny as okay. shit. Well, I like that they survived. Can the other one be Kabold? <laughs> it's these three. It's those three. Okay. Kabold, the scorpion on a stick, and Itchy, the cleric. I love it. It's yeah. perfect. I love it. Billy's just off. He's He left right after. He didn't even stick around. Yeah. Yeah. He buried his he friends. Was the you guys, that means you guys have to run into Billy later on. Yes. And he's like a, oh. he's like turned into like a, like a mystic or something. And he's just like super chill now. The BBEG. <laughs> Level 20 uh, kobold sorcerer. <laughs> I love it. If you ever want to guest on an episode, let me know, because you can encounter them on the road. All They're right, about to right. leave the White Leaf Wood. So. Hey, Mike, I always want to guest on an episode. Okay. <laughs> well, you are all now canon kobolds, so... Yay! Oh, no. <laughs> if, you want to be a co- if you want to guest ever, there's a kobold, we can wedge you in somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah, the three right. left after that shard got embedded in the dragon and it went nuts yeah yeah Yo, thanks again mike yeah um, of course i'm glad y'all i'll catch fun. you guys later all, all right, right see you dude it was fun playing